This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Alhamdulillah. 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 ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبد الله ورسوله ارسله الله تعالى بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله وكفى بالله شهيدا فصلى الله عليه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وان شر الامور محدثاتها وان كل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار قال الله عز وجل في كتابه الكريم بعد ان اقول اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم كنتم خير امه اخرجت للناس تامرون بالمعروف وتنهون عن المنكر وتؤمنون بالله ولو امن اهل الكتاب لكان خيرا لهم منهم المؤمنون واكثرهم الفاسقون رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي اللهم ثبتنا عند الموت بلا اله الا الله واللهم اجعلنا من الذين امنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر امين يا رب العالمين I am trying to uh, con- continue my series of conversations with you about a fundamental concept in the Quran commonly known as commanding the good and forbidding the evil a couple of weeks ago, uh, with the exception of last week, I started that series uh, and talked to you a little bit about the basic idea of how part of us saving ourselves in light of Surah Al-Asr is the fact that we have to encourage each other and call each other out to be committed to the truth and then be patient over whatever consequences come as a result of doing that. The problem with that is that if you leave the statement at that, it's open to interpretation in two ways. What is the truth that we are telling each other of? And how is it that we're telling each other about that truth? So in basic English, what you can say is, what are you going to say and how are you going to say it? Right? So, so put it in very realistic terms. This is a friend you want to give advice to. What advice are you going to give? And how would you go about giving that advice? Right? Those are the two fundamental questions. Now, broadly speaking, Surah Al-Asr calls it Al-Haq, the truth. Which anybody can see truth in their own way, right? And they can come up with their own way of giving somebody advice. So what I want to do in this khutbah is actually first illustrate what it means by al-haq and actually the other term which is in Al-Imran multiple times, ta'muruna bil ma'roof. That you, the common translation is you command to the good. But I want to dig into the word good a little bit more because it's different from other kinds of words for good. In the same surah, in another place, Allah made a distinguish, distinction between khayr, which is also good, and al-ma'roof, which is also, in a sense, good. Why? He says, وَلْتَكُمْ مِنْكُمْ أُمَّةٌ يَدْعُونَ إِلَى الْخَيْرِ وَيَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ So there's khayr and then there's ma'roof. They're, they're two separate concepts. So what I want to do in this khutbah really is kind of hone in on the concept of al-ma'roof, which is commonly translated as the good, and look at it deeper so we have a better understanding of what it is that we can counsel each other about. Okay, First, let's uh, look at the origin of the word ma'ruf. It comes from the word urf. Uh, and urf is, in the abstract sense, known as the, uh, the norms of a society. So, for example, the urf of traffic in America 
is that you're driving on the right side of the street, right? And the urf in the UK is that you're driving on the left side of the street. So if you're not familiar with the urf and the traffic regulations, you might end up making some serious mistakes when you are in a different country because you don't understand the norms, not just the laws, but the norms of traffic, right? Similarly, um, even though English is spoken all over the world, there are different words that mean different things in different places that English is spoken. In the urf of one society, certain phrases are completely acceptable. They're completely normal. In certain other societies, those same exact phrases are considered obscene and offensive, right? And you might think that because of American English, it's totally okay in British English or Scottish English or whatever else or Irish English or whatever else, but it, they, they may be worlds apart. The same vocabulary may be worlds apart because the urf is different. The norms the, the established habits and expectations of people around are different. That's what the word urf comes from. Urf is also used not just for things that are normal in a society, but things that make a society beautiful, things that make a society distinctly beautiful. The cultural beautiful aspects of every society are its urf, right? So the, the clothing can be urf, for example. Dishes and, and, and foods that we eat from different cultures, have, they have different urf in their, in their foods, or the way they treat guests for example, or the way they celebrate certain things, the ceremonies that come along with a wedding or come along with the birth of a child, above and beyond the sunnah practices of the, you know, the nikah and the, the, the aqiqah and things like that, but above and beyond that, how specifically some of these things are celebrated, what kinds of gifts are given and things like that. All of that is within urf. Now the Qur'an came and it brought with it a few teachings that were already known to humanity. This is important. Now pay attention to this part. There are things that the Qur'an talked about that were already known. And then the Qur'an talked about things that nobody knew before. Like the Quraysh didn't know. He's teaching you what you couldn't possibly know yourselves. So for example, kindness is not something the Qur'an invented that didn't exist before or people didn't know that they're supposed to be kind. Honesty is not something that the Qur'an introduced for the first time. Anybody with, a, with the ruh inside them, Allah made that something known to them from the time they were born. We believe that human beings, not Muslims, human beings have been made aware of certain things inside of them, even if society never taught them. Even if nobody ever taught you that truth is a good thing and lying is a bad thing, you would know already. You would know on your own. That's the Qur'an's concept of the fitrah. Something that's inside of us. Even if nobody taught you, you would know that taking something that somebody something that doesn't belong to you, stealing it or robbing it, or hurting someone else, or insulting someone else, even if no one taught you that, something inside you would tell you that's not okay. That's wrong. You understand? So actually what I'm trying to get at is just like in society, there are certain things that are normal. Inside of the human being, every human being, there are some things that we already know to be right. We, it's already pre-programmed inside of us. Now come to the word ma'roof. Arafa in Arabic isn't just a norm of a society, but arafa actually means to recognize. And more deeply recognize something to be good. When you recognize something to be normal and recognize something to be good. That's actually part of the urf. Ma'roof, the ism maf'ul, is actually the uh, it reverses the the implications what it means is something that is being recognized as good something that is being recognized so the one who recognizes it is the arif and the thing that's being recognized is the ma'roof 
the thing that's being recognized as good. Now, the thing is, if I say, you know, this place is recognized, what I didn't answer is recognized by who, <laughs> right? I might recognize something and you might not recognize it. If, the, if I say that car is recognizable, that car or that house is recognizable, or that picture in the background, that background is recognizable to me. I recognize it. Does that necessarily mean that you recognize it? No. But when I say that it's recognizable to all of us, that means I'm talking to you about something that you already know to be true. You already know that it's right. And I know that it's right also. We're on the same page. And we're talking about something first and foremost that generally all human beings recognize to be right. Now, what are those general recognitions that all human beings know to be right? We'll come back to the basic fundamentals, truth, honesty, fairness, kindness, the basic goodness we owe to each other, everybody knows. The basic goodness we owe to Allah, which everybody knows. And, and first and foremost, it's the one to each other. The thing is, when we say ta'muruna bil ma'roof, what the what is not the specific minute details of the laws of Islam, for example. So it could be, for example, that one of you in the when you studied fiqh and in your school of thought, you studied that when you pray, your pants have to be a certain length above your ankles. And in your understanding of a hadith that pertains to that, any part below that is in the hellfire. Okay, that's a very strong language in that, that hadith. And it may be that somebody else has never heard of that hadith. It may be that somebody else came into the masjid for the first time to pray. They've never heard of this hadith. Yeah, is that possible? Okay. And there's also someone else who has actually studied this hadith, has an ijazah in this hadith, has studied exhaustive scholarship on this hadith, and has a very different conclusion on how to interpret that same hadith. After exhaustive years of scholarship, and I know scholars like that too, that don't see that hadith interpreted in the same way. Right? So you've got now one person who knows nothing. It's not, this, this teaching is not recognizable to them. And then there's another who knows it, but knows it much deeper than you, because you Googled it, or you watched a video about it, or you YouTubed some, some, somebody talking about it. And you don't have the exhaustive breadth of, of scholarship. You know that one scholar or one group of people say that this is what it means, right? But you have no idea of the depth and the breadth of Islamic scholarship and the discourse behind it and the scholars that exhausted themselves over every single hadith pouring themselves out before they come to a conclusion. The debates among the fuqaha. You're not aware of that. But you just know that you heard from somewhere, this is what you got to do. And this becomes your ma'roof. Man, I, I got to go check everybody's ankles. I better make sure nobody's going to hell today in the masjid. So I'm going to, hey, bro, you got to roll that up. You better roll that up. Hey, I noticed that when you go to Rukur, your ankles are okay. But when you come up, your ankles go back down. So part of your salah was in the hellfire, bro. Um, why are you looking at me while you're praying? First of all. <laughs> Or, you know, it, there are, you learn how to pray. And that's just one thing, the pants. I'll give you other examples. You know, you learn how to pray. And depending on the school of thought, maybe you held your hands here. Maybe you held them here. Maybe you held them here. And you're like, this is the sunnah. Everything else is bid'ah. Everything else is wrong. Yeah, all the other ayma had no idea what they were talking about. The, the, the YouTube video you watched is the absolute truth. And nobody else knows what they're talking about. Maybe it's important to understand you recognize something, you understand, and you, it's okay for you to be convinced of it. It's completely okay. 
but it's not okay for you and me to criticize another position until we understand where that position is coming from. If you don't know that, that pos the, the position that doesn't go with you, that's not the way you learned it. That's not the way you practiced it. That's not where you hold the hands. That's not, one time, uh, you know, I, I was with someone who was used to praying a certain way and in their school of thought, I'm not here to name schools of thought or take biases. I have tremendous re respect for the madaris, but this is turned into Amr bil ma'roof and nahi al munkar falsely. This has nothing to do with Amr bil ma'roof and nahi al munkar. This is not, this is not commanding the good. That's not what this is. You know, there are certain aspects of Islam that are your personal quest to learn. You're supposed to learn that to the best of your ability. And if you understand it a certain way, you should practice it. But if you see somebody else practicing it differently, the example I was going to give you is one fellow who's used to praying. And when the Imam says, Allahu Akbar, they go straight into Rukur. And they don't make Rafa'iyadain. Rafa'iyadain means you raise your hands again, and then you go into Rukur. Yeah? So some schools of thought recommend Rafa'iyadain. Others don't. There's a clear distinction. And there are millions, tens of millions, no, hundreds of millions of Muslims on either side in the world that do that. But this fellow is coming to a masjid and he's praying and he's never seen somebody raise their hands like that and then raise their hands again. And he's just, what are you doing? Well, prayer already started. You do that one time. Why do you keep doing it over and over again, man? And his prayer is getting distracted because this guy's praying differently, right? And then at the end he says, you know, and this is literally, this is the true, true story. He says, why are you like acting like a horse's tail, like a, what a horse's tail does? And he made fun of it, right? Oh, you don't know where that's coming from? What school it comes from? What sunnah is behind it? What hadith is behind it? What practice is behind it? You don't know the scholarship behind it? You can't be talking about something you don't know enough of from the limited knowledge that you and I have. Because even if you learn from someone, you and I have to understand whoever we learn from is also a human being. They also have a limit. They also have a preference. They also have an opinion. And Above everybody who has knowledge is somebody who has more. So when it comes to commanding the good, the first thing I wanted to, def wanted to define is by using the word recognizable. There are things that we start nitpicking on, that we start criticizing each other on, like the length of somebody's beard. If you don't know the, the literature on it, if you haven't studied it, then you don't know how to tell someone to grow or not grow because you don't know enough. And even if you studied your own particular school of thought and you're convinced of a certain position, good for you. But that doesn't become ma'roof because you don't find the Prophet ﷺ going out and telling every single person what they should be doing with their beard. You don't find that. There's a When the Prophet ﷺ spoke, he did tawasi bil haq. He did amr bil ma'roof. So it's really important to go back and carefully study how the Prophet ﷺ dealt with situations. What was he talking about with everybody? What was he talking about with individuals that came to him? Because if somebody personally came to him and asked about something, if that was relevant for everybody, he is the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. His responsibility is to teach the entire ummah, not one person. And if that teaching was relevant for every single person and it applies exactly the same way, he sallallahu alaihi wasallam would get up on the member on the pulpit and he would tell everybody. This is what you must do because that's his responsibility to make sure everybody learns. His responsibility is not to make sure one person learns. Right? So it's important that we understand what is ma'roof ma is recognizable to everybody. Recognizable to everybody. 
And this is why you find people come to the Prophet of Allah وسلم, asking questions and sometimes asking the same exact question. And he gives them different answers. He doesn't give them the same answer. Because he understands this person that's coming, uh, they need a, they have a specific kind of problem. And they need to hear a specific kind of answer, a specific prescription for this person. It's the best thing I can do, don't be angry. No, tell me something else, don't be angry. Tell me something else, don't be angry. Somebody else might come, he's not going to say, if Abu Bakr Siddiq comes to him and says, tell me something to do, he's not going to, what's the best thing I can do? He won't tell him, don't be angry. Because Abu Bakr Siddiq doesn't have an anger problem, you understand? So what happens sometimes is we learn bits and pieces of our religion. We feel like we know everything about it. And now it's time to slap everybody else with our, our absolute knowledge. And then call it commanding the good. That's not commanding the good. Commanding the good is actually the overarching values. Now, what are those overarching values? In I spoke about them in an abstract sense. I said their truth, their honesty, their justice, their fairness, their kindness, etc., etc. But let's put that in practical terms. In practical terms, when you, for example, have someone who is spending a lot of money with their friend, like a man is spending a lot of money hanging out with his friends, or spending a lot of money frivolously, while his own family is suffering, then that's a problem. That It's not even an Islam problem, that's a common sense problem. You're head of the household, you're in charge, you're supposed to be more financially responsible with your family. Take care of them. Why are you throwing money in, in you know, to garbage? Why are you frivolously spending money when the needs of your family haven't been met? That's not okay for you to do. That's ma'roof because anybody would know that's the right thing to say. That's not some people would know, anybody would know. If somebody's mistreating their mother, if, if, you're yelling, if you find somebody yelling at their mother, no, don't yell at your mom. That's your mother. Yeah, but she made me really mad. Yeah, okay, she made you mad. She's still your mom. If you want to correct something she does, do it respectfully. Don't cross the line. But she crosses the line. Yeah, she crossed the line. You don't cross the line. You don't do that. Maintain, maintain a line of respect. There's some ma'roof. And if you didn't, don't know, here's how you, I can help you maybe deal with that situation. But don't become the very thing you criticize. Don't do that. That's part of ma'roof. But, you know, sister, you have nail polish on, or, you know, brother, your beard, or your mustache, or your pants are this way or that way. Or you, I noticed when you raised your hand, or I noticed your elbows were at a 37.3 degree angle when you were doing sajda, and they should have been at a 25.4 degree <laughs> What? This is, this is commanding the good and forbidding the evil? And then, uh, and things like, you know, of course, we, uh, Eid is coming soon and we're going to have another series of, you know, moon fighting. Right? It's not moon sighting anymore. Because, oh, is it this day? Is it this day? And we're killing each other over it and bashing each other over it. And astaghfirullah, the ummah should be united. No, first the ummah should be united on al-ma'roof. And al-ma'roof means the basic human decency that we are supposed to follow. The most ironic case of that that I saw was at Hajj. At Hajj, the entire Ummah is united to worship Allah, leaving the world behind. And we're at Hajj, we're supposed to be the best of our, our personal best should be at Hajj, yeah? And here you have people that are saying, لَبَيْكَ اللَّهُمَّ لَبَيْكَ They're saying, here I am Allah, here I am. And they're drinking plastic bottles and chucking them and saying, لَبَيْكَ اللَّهُمَّ لَبَيْكَ And they're eating french fries out of a bag and then tossing the bag on the ground. لَبَيْكَ اللَّهُمَّ لَبَيْكَ 
cleanliness is not something that, and then when somebody's not saying labbaik loudly, hey, you're supposed to say it loud. I just did amr bil ma'roof. <laughs> you just elbowed an old lady in the face to kiss hijar aswad because you really needed to fulfill that ritual, but the ma'roof of being kind to the elder, you forgot? Where, where are the priorities? Where, where do the priorities lie? So what happens is, and this happened to a people that came before us, the people that were given the Torah before us, the law before us, they started getting so technical. And the technicalities have a place. I'm not denying them. Fiqh has a place. Fatwa has a place. Following particularities in the sunnah has a place. Individually, it has a place. In your family to teach your children specifics, it has a place. But in public, for the ummah at large, for the ummah at large, the larger priority is the values of our religion, not the rituals of our religion, the values. The values are decency, honesty, truthfulness, cleanliness. These are the basic decent moral values. And so you'll find today, what happened with them is their entire emphasis was on the rituals. And in so focus, in focusing so much on the rituals, they lost sight of the actual values of their religion. And when that happens to a people, you know what happens? They know their book really well. They can recite it really well. They can quote it really well. But their manners don't show it. The way they talk to people doesn't show it. But they're, 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 back then they're Hebrew. And for us, our, the Arabic is perfect. Their ability to quote books is amazing. Their knowledge is amazing. But the way they can be condescending towards someone, wow, that's the same as jahiliya times. And yet you're supposed to be more knowledgeable. You're so, the humility comes with learning knowledge. Kindness comes with learning knowledge. Courtesy comes with learning knowledge. But no, the more we learn, the more condescending and judgmental and that's what we become. So the first thing that I wanted to highlight is actually what al-ma'roof is at an individual level. And then before I end this khutbah, what al-ma'roof is at a collective level, as, as all together for all of us. Al-ma'roof also means we encourage, because amr it means encourage, and that'll be on the how subject matter. But this, also, this subject also includes encouraging each other to do good things, to, to do recognizably good things. Hey, I, listen, I want you to be part of something productive. Here, come do this with me. Be a part of this. So we encourage each other to actually not just live for ourselves and do things for ourselves, but we encourage each other to make the world a better place. That's why the ayah actually began, Kuntum khayra ummatin ukhrijat linnas. You are the best of all people that was extracted for the benefit of people. You command each other to do good. You tell each other to do good. In other words, you look for opportunities to create more good in the world to create more benefit in the world. Now compare that attitude. Hey, I noticed that there are some, there's, you know, a, few, a lot of people have lost their jobs. Maybe we should start a project where we can help people and just, you know, create a food pantry or make sure that the, our neighbors are well fed or everybody's okay or start something like that. That's ma'roof, right? That's amr bin ma'roof. Compare that amr bin ma'roof to, hey, I want to make sure everybody's pants are high enough. So you got to start that campaign. <laughs> There's a, there's a difference. And again, I'm not mocking that sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. Understand it properly, implement it for yourselves, teach it to your family. But there are some things in Islam that are meant for a classroom, that are meant for learners, and they have to understand the nuances and the differences. And there are some things that apply to everybody. 
and we have to know the difference. And the, the stuff that applies to everybody is al-ma'ruf. The stuff that everybody should know about is al-ma'ruf. Which is why the Qur'an is the shared value for all of us. Allah's book is the shared value for all of us. Which is why so many sahaba when they interpreted وَتَوَاصَوْ بِالْحَقِّ They encourage each other to the truth. They said الْحَقْ أي Quran. They, they counsel each other by way of the Qur'an. So what kind of ma'roof is in the Qur'an? لَا تُسَاعِرْ خَدَّكَ لِلنَّاسِ لَا تَمْشِي فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرَحَا Don't swell your cheeks when you talk to people. You know what that means? Don't make a face. Don't puff your face when you talk to people. Like Your facial expressions need to change because you're a person of Qur'an. You can't make certain faces at people because you're a person of Qur'an. لَا تَمْشِي فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرَحَا Don't walk on the earth with pride like you're better than somebody else. Don't walk off from people. You know, like, ah, oh, you're not worth my time. And you just walk away from them, make them, making them feel, even if you don't say anything, your attitude and the way you walked away makes them feel worthless. Don't do that. That's ma'roof. That's ma'roof. You know? So there are values like that that the Qur'an will teach us that, that are going to, that's, that's the most beautiful thing about our religion. And why do I say that with such confidence? Because that was the first most beautiful thing people knew about the Prophet ﷺ, how he carried himself with al-ma'roof. His, his moral values, the way he treated people, the way he looked at people, the, his tone when he spoke to people. And I'm kind of delving into the how, but I will dedicate next week's khutbah on the how. Today is just the what. What is the values, not the technicalities? Not the technicalities. And you tell me in your own family, you, every one of you has interactions, and nowadays you have more interaction with your family than ever before. How, even if you're within your own family, if you just pick at somebody and keep correcting them on what they're doing technically wrong, are they going to get annoyed with you? Yeah, they are. And you expect some strangers to just hear you say once, well, I did my job, I did Amr bil ma'roof and nahi an al-munkar, the, you know, the haq has been given. So I did my part. Now I can stand in front of Allah. No, you can't. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. So we are, we are to be the best of people. We are to encourage each other to do good things. And that's one thing you should try and do now. In a situation that we find ourselves, maybe some people that used to be okay before are not doing okay right now. Maybe people that were financially okay normally in these new circumstances are not okay financially. Maybe some people that were doing okay emotionally before are not doing okay emotionally now. And they may, may be part of your circle. They may be part of your neighborhood. They may be part of your extended family. They may be in that, in that, you know, in the sphere of people that Allah put in your life. Maybe you should try to find ways to encourage each other to do good towards them, to create more good in, in your world. We keep thinking we want to change the planet and we want to keep ignoring the people right in front of us that Allah put. If everybody just took care of their circle, the world becomes a better place, doesn't it? But we want to we want to take care of problems across the continent, and we want to take care of problems that are bigger than life, but not take care of the problems that are in our life in front of us. Let's address those. Let's start with that ma'roof, and then the ripple effect continues. May Allah Azza wa Jalla make us a people of amr bil ma'roof and nahi anil munkar. Barakallahu li wa lakum fil Quran al Hakim wa nafani wa iyaqum bil ayati wa dhikr al Hakim.
الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى خصوصا على أفضلهم وخاتم النبيين محمد الأمين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين قال الله عز وجل في كتابه الكريم بعد أن أقول أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد عباد الله رحمكم الله اتقوا الله إن الله يأمر بالعد والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر ولا ذكر الله أكبر الله يعلم ما تصنعون أقم الصلاة إن الصلاة كانت أولى المؤمنين كتابا موقوتا الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حين الصلاة حين الفلاة قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون واعتصموا بحبل الله جميعا ولا تفرقوا واذكروا نعمة الله عليكم إذ كنتم أعداء فألف بين قلوبكم فأصبحتم بنعمته إخوانا وكنتم على شفا حفرة من النار فأنقذكم منها كذلك يبين الله لكم آياته لعلكم تهتدون الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين 
وَلْتَكُمْ مِنْكُمْ أُمَّةٌ يَدْعُونَ إِلَى الْخَيْرِ وَيَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَيَنْهَوْنَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ وَيَنْهَوْنَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ وَأُولَئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ تَفَرَّقُوا وَاخْتَلَفُوا مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا جَاءَهُمُ الْبَيْنَاتِ وَأُولَئِكَ لَهُمْ عَذَابٌ عَظِيمٌ الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله